This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, the FBI hunts crypto criminals, something fishy with blockchain, flip phones making a comeback, and rearview mirrors that actually look back at you. All this and more coming up. FBI is on the hunt for criminals behind a multi-billion dollar cryptocurrency scam. Special Agent Vicki Anderson, who's with the Cleveland Division of the FBI, tells us why. BitConnect began in November of 2016. They were shut down by December of 2017 in two states, in Texas and North Carolina. They were sent notices to shut down the business. Uh, we started getting complaints of individuals losing money within a few months of that. We estimate that there's a loss between $2.5 billion and $3.5 billion. And we have victims that we know, potential victims that are all over the world. So So what we've tried to do is to reach out to the public through the media and ask people if you are an online investor with the company BitConnect, we ask that you go to our website to www.fbi.gov in the search box, just type in the word BitConnect and that will take you to where you can click on a questionnaire and that questionnaire is the information we need you to complete. The problem with the cryptocurrency, when you get a Bitcoin wallet, it assigns you a numeric ID and it doesn't attribute it to a person's name. So it's a little bit difficult to find out all these potential investors that invested with BitConnect. So that's why we're reaching out this way. Can you explain to me what kind of illegal activity you are alleging? How did these people actually lose their money? Apparently this was a sort of Ponzi scheme and a pyramid scheme. So everybody was making a little money as the chain went higher, but there was really not an investment that was occurring. So the money was not able to be given back when people were asking for it. Part of the problem, too, is this is worldwide. We've had over 700 potential victims that had already completed our questionnaire within a matter of days of this going out to the press. And there were people from Vietnam, from every state in the United States. They were all over the world. So do you know who was in charge of it? And have you arrested anyone? Are there any charges pending against anyone at this time? No, there are not any charges pending against anyone at this time. This is an ongoing investigation. And Again, because this was a pyramid scheme, the individuals that were in charge of BitConnect are a little difficult in in getting their identity right now. And so that's something else we need from the potential victims here in the questionnaire to ask who you dealt with, uh, how you came in contact with them. This is all part of the ongoing investigation. So eventually we'll get those individuals and hold them accountable. Is there any possibility that people will ever get their money back? That's too early to tell at this point if people will be able to get their money back. Hopefully they will. Obviously, this is the initial stages of this investigation. So we will have to go through the actual investigations, hold the people accountable, and then see if there is any forfeiture potential. 
potential to get those individuals their money back. Is it fairly common in your experience that when you have situations of fraud, whether like this or just your garden variety fraud, that victims actually ever get any of their money back? Sometimes victims do get their money back. It just depends. It depends upon the situation. It depends upon if we can forfeit any of the the money that the bad guys obtained. And since you said this is a global thing and there have been victims all over the world, do you know whether or not the people who perpetrated this fraud actually are in the United States? And if they're not, then how would you find them? We don't know where they are. We don't know if they're in the United States. We don't know where they are in the world. We do have some good possibilities of some very higher ups in the company and their location. And of course, that's another angle that we're working on. But it just depends on where in the world that they are located. And obviously, people try to hide from the FBI in other parts of the world, but we're able to extradite from various countries and bring them to justice. And that's what we'll seek to do in this matter. And in a rather bizarre and completely unexpected, timely tie-in, we found out just days after we did this interview that the 28-year-old mass shooting suspect who posted live video to Facebook of him shooting people in a New Zealand mosque recently made some of his money by investing in BitConnect. Brenton Harrison Tarrant is charged with murder. 50 people were killed in that attack. Meanwhile, Facebook is trying to get rid of all of the copies of the New Zealand mass shooting videos that Tarrant live-streamed during the attack. CBS's Vicki Barker has more. In the first 24 hours after the shooting, Facebook says it removed 1.5 million clips, 1.2 million of them at the point of upload. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the social media giants were left scrambling to prevent images of the atrocity being shared online. Facebook says it's continuing to remove edited versions, even those that don't show graphic content out of respect for the victims and the concerns of local officials. Vicki Barker, CBS News. The widely distributed technology used in cryptocurrency transactions called blockchain is now being used in other industries as well, including the fishing industry. Jeff Colvin explains. Blockchain may seem complicated or just incomprehensible to many of us, but it's a way to update highly detailed records instantly and make them extremely resistant to tampering. Bumblebee Foods is now using the technology to trace yellowfin tuna from the time it's caught to the moment it hits store shelves. The company's applying the technology to its fair trade certified frozen tuna brand, Natural Blue. The tuna is sourced from small-scale fishing operations on East Indonesian islands and will go on sale in the U.S. in coming weeks. Mislabeling and fraud are rampant in the seafood industry. A new study by Oceana, a marine conservation nonprofit, found that 20% of fish tested were falsely labeled. Consumers will be able to scan QR codes on bags of bumblebee ahi tuna steaks to see where the fish originated, which community caught it, the size of the catch, and how it came to be certified as fair trade. Bumblebee isn't the first company to apply a blockchain to its supply chain. Walmart requires suppliers to use a blockchain to trace leafy greens, such as spinach and lettuce. The technology will almost certainly expand, even if it remains invisible and incomprehensible to consumers. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News. 
Recycling is getting harder and harder to do. First, China decided to stop accepting recycled waste from the U.S. Then local governments started putting restrictions on what can and cannot be recycled. For example, here in Akron, you can't recycle glass anymore because nearby recycling operations say it costs more to process than they can make by reselling it. But while all that sounds pretty grim, there's actually some new technology on the horizon that can turn our otherwise unusable trash into, if not treasure exactly, something close to it. Jim Shenevy tells us how. Part of the problem is that some items are easily recycled, aluminum, newspaper, cardboard. It's when you get into plastics that things get more complicated and expensive. But there may be an answer in a new process that its developers are calling upcycling. It's a process that mixes the discarded plastics with plant fibers and a hardening agent to create a material that's strong enough to rival steel. So strong it could be used to make car parts or even wind turbine blades. These fiber-reinforced plastics are also more valuable, two to three times more valuable than the original plastic, and the process also requires less energy. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. Also today, now that foldable smartphones have been unveiled, will classic flip phones make a comeback? I'm Brian Cooley from CNET in search of the next big thing. The first folding models from Samsung and Huawei go from being a smartphone to being a tablet. The latter, a device there's diminished interest in these days. Motorola, however, goes the other way. They have filed a patent that might bring back the legendary Razer flip phone. Tiny when folded, but a full-screen phone when open. No button keyboard anymore, all screen inside. It might still have the small outside display when folded for notifications or for some visual help when you're using Google Voice Assistant while folded. The Motorola patent suggests a somewhat underpowered device, and when the screen's open, it might be oddly tall and narrow. But in an era when phone addiction is a real topic, maybe the best use of folding phone tech is to fold the screen away more of the time, not bigger. Know what's next at CNET. And this next story is either totally creepy or totally cool, depending on your point of view, as your rearview mirror may soon actually be able to look back at you. Jeff Gilbert explains how. Rearview mirror supplier Gentex is working on a mirror that can positively identify you. So we have a system that uses camera and, and infrared emitters to basically imagine, create a template of your iris. And an iris is an extremely unique biometric identification. Gentex Vice President of Engineering, Neil Bame, says this could be used for more than just starting the vehicle. You can personalize your settings of the vehicle, load your radio stations, navigation system, adjust your seats. It can load your credit card information so you can now have the vehicle become a transactional vehicle. Carmakers have also been developing systems to identify you using your fingerprints or facial recognition. With the Cork I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at WAKR.net.